1: for the ones who get it done.
0: As the MCU's phase five continues with Loki season two's debut, and the DCU reboots itself under James Gunn, it's important to remember that they didn't always hold a monopoly on superhero movies, or even comic book movies. But as any fan can tell you, the best superhero movies always have a great supervillain. So we figured it was time to look at the best superhero movie villains ever. Before we get into our list of the top 10 best superhero movie villains of all time, here's a quick list of honorable mentions. The Penguin, played by Colin Farrell from 2022's The Batman. Bane, played by Tom Hardy from The Dark Knight Rises in 2012. Deacon Frost, played by Stephen Dorff from 1998's Blade. From Spider-Man Far From Home in 2019, Mysterio, played by Jake Gyllenhaal. Gene Hackman's portrayal of Lex Luthor from 1978's Superman and Syndrome, played by Jason Lee from The Incredibles in 2004. Now to our top 10. First up, at number 10, Loki. Before Thanos reigned over Phase 3 of the MCU as a near-unstoppable genocidal madman, Tom Hiddleston's Loki was the saga's best and most defined villain. Now, of course two timeline versions of him have been redeemed, with the 2014 version that escaped in Avengers Endgame now turning into pretty much a hero on the Loki TV series. The previous sacred timeline Loki would have probably got there too after his showing in Thor Ragnarok, but for a while, and definitely for two big movies, Loki was a deceitful trickster longing for love and approval. It was a need that ran so deep, he'd kill off his own family and conquer entire civilizations to do it. A relative unknown when cast, Hiddleston made this iconic Marvel character his own, and it's now near impossible to imagine anyone else playing the part. Up next at number nine, Dr. Octopus from Spider-Man 2 from 2004 and Spider-Man No Way Home from 2021. One of the trickier comic book villains to translate to the big screen, Dr. Octopus, one of Spider-Man's key adversaries for decades, was brought to vivid life by director Sam Raimi and star Alfred Molina. Otto Octavius, like Willem Dafoe's Norman Osborn, was a father figure and mentor for teenage Peter Parker, and like Norman, he was horribly changed by an experiment gone awry. In Otto's case, though, his brain was controlled by the AI driven equipment he'd built, which had turned him into a puppet, basically. And even with this restrictive premise, Molina was able to deliver an honest to goodness menace who, as we'd see decades later in Spider Man No Way Home, was simply in need of a hero willing to help him. Plus, Otto's fight with Peter on the elevated train in Spider Man 2 still stands as one of the best super fights in cinema. Coming in at number 8, The Penguin from Batman Returns from 1992. This penguin on our list is for sure the least traditional of the two, and the one that lost Batman Returns some key McDonald's toy sponsorship. Tim Burton took a big swing with Danny DeVito's Oswald Cobblepot, imagining him as a malformed child with flipper-like hands who shunned humanity and eventually ran a crime syndicate from the sewers of Gotham. The only time this Oswald Don trademark penguin attire, top hat, umbrella, monocle, etc., is when he had to make himself presentable for the public and as a mayoral candidate. If not for a crooked billionaire's ill-fated scheme to put Cobblepot in charge of the city, Penguin would have just been content with his original plan, the one he falls back on at the end of the movie, to drown dozens of Gotham's children in the muck of the city's subterranean caverns. Pretty grim, huh? DeVita's wobbling nightmare was a gravelly-voiced treat, giving us a cobblepot that could only come from the macabre mind of Burton. Next on the list at number 7, The Joker from 1989's Batman. 1989's blockbuster Batman may not have been a Batman origin movie per se, but it sure was a Joker origin movie, making Jack Nicholson's cackling madman the de facto star of the entire film at the time it was noted, and noticed how little Batman was the focus in Burton's two Batman movies. Nicholson's cool, collected gangster transforms via lavish disfigurement into a loudmouth lunatic who's very upset Batman's getting all the good press. This Joker is a blend of goofy and ghastly, taking a little bit from 60s Cesar Romero version and a touch from the 80s comic book Jokers, which was a darker take on the clown prince of crime. Nicholson earned his keep here, stealing every scene he's in, improvising a ton, and providing a splash of color in the gothic Gotham jungle. In at number six, Magneto. A textbook example of a villain done right, from a comic book and a movie standpoint, will always be Magneto. A powerful mutant with grand designs against humanity, Magneto's hatred for non-mutants is understandable, and even sympathetic, as he's someone who'd witness atrocities inflicted out of irrational fear during the Holocaust. A concentration camp survivor, Eric Lensherr had seen firsthand the worst things that human beings could do to those they randomly decided were inferior. Sir Ian McKellen brought Magneto to life in multiple X-Men films, as both an enemy and ally to Xavier's students, giving him both a devout warmth and a logical cruelty. The best villains, as Mr. Glass would tell you, aren't that much different from their heroic counterparts, just a hair's breadth away in terms of ideology and tactics. Our number five superhero movie villain of all time, Green Goblin. Arguably Spider-Man's most famous foe, or he was for a long time during a certain era, Green Goblin not only terrorized Spidey in 2002's Spider-Man, but returned decades later in Spider-Man No Way Home to torment a totally different Spider-Man and rob him of his beloved Aunt May. Willem Dafoe's kindly brainiac Norman Osborn, warped into a madman by a super-soldier serum, is a nasty, unhinged delight. And seeing shades of Goblin start to service in no-way Home's Norman as Peter and May attempted to cure Spidey's rogue gallery of unfortunates was a welcome return to form Eula. In any timeline, Goblin would be there as the apex villain, living only to make Peter Parker's life a paradise of misery. Not motivated by fame, family, or fortune, Goblin is just a demon out to deliver pain. Number four is Black Panther's Killmonger. As we get into our top villains here, you'll notice the trend of many of them being right. That is, insofar as they have understandable grievances and long for lasting dramatic change in society. What pushes them over the edge into bad guy territory are the methods they'd go to stoop to in order to achieve their desired results. Navy SEAL Eric Stevens, codenamed Killmonger, real name Indijaka, returns home to Wakanda after years of unintended exile to both expose the truth about his father, the king's brother, being murdered by his own country, but also to usurp the throne and finish his father's plan for an armed rebellion all over the globe. Ready to battle racism everywhere that wasn't Wakanda, Killmonger had noble intentions but lethal plans. Michael B. Jordan gave us a villain who was charismatic, driven, and so, so close to being on the right path. Now at number three, Catwoman from Batman Returns from 1992. Okay, let's call Catwoman on both page and screen a tweener, a perennial villain for a long while. Catwoman eventually became a more neutral party in the world of Batman, and eventually Batman's lover in different iterations. Batman Returns, however, clearly marketed two baddies to the public Penguin and Michelle Pfeiffer's slinky Selena Kyle, all decked out in a black leather body seat with thigh high boots. Like Burton's first Batman film, this was a chance for A-listers to get a little nuts and naughty by playing wild comic book no And Pfeiffer wowed us with a Catwoman origin story that saw a dowdy office assistant survive a murder attempt and become a sultry, avenging vandal determined to take down her untouchable assailant. The voice, the look, the whipping of mannequin heads, all iconic. Now at number two, from 2008's The Dark Knight, The Joker. The late, great Heath Ledger posthumously won an Oscar for his role as Joker in The Dark Knight, a role so cryptic and fiendish that it's been impossible to top in the realm of superhero movies, especially from a Joker standpoint. Ledger's grimy ghoul out to prove that people, in their hearts, are selfish cowards, sought to undo all the hope Batman had brought to Gotham, seeing himself and Batman as opposite sides of the same coin. An agent of chaos in its truest sense, Joker had no M.O., no fingerprints, and no way to be reasoned with. Ledger's Joker makeup, costume, voice, and mannerisms are now part of superhero history, foregoing most of the comedy and driving home the point that Joker is to be feared and revered. Some men just want to watch the world burn indeed, and Ledger's Joker just wanted to start the biggest, most beautiful bonfire of them all. And finally, our number one superhero movie villain of all time, Thanos. Thanos was going to solve the entire universe's population problem, and damn it, he was not open to alternative ideas. He would make personal sacrifices himself, sure, but mostly he would randomly sacrifice trillions of life forms throughout the cosmos in an effort to give everyone else a little extra elbow room. Half of existence was what he was asking. Wipe out 50% and he'd get the job done with the use of the Infinity Stones. Thanos is the rare villain, like Watchmen's Ozymandias, who won. He was looking out for the greater good, knew a ton of people needed to die to stave off a catastrophe, and just did it. Josh Brolin, who took on the role beginning with the first Guardians movie, gave Thanos a kind voice, a devilish mission, and a brooding nastiness, and that was enough to topple the Avengers' best efforts to save half of everyone. Thanos would ultimately be undone via time travel, but never forget that he did it. He did the thing. He brought it home, folks. And he was content when Thor killed him, knowing he'd reached his goal. Who do you think is the best superhero movie villain? Who's missing from our list? Head over to IGN and let us know. My name is Tony Jackson. If you want more news on your favorite games and entertainment topics, make sure to visit us at IGN.com. You can also download our free app on your phone or console and subscribe to our weekly podcast through the podcast service of your choice. Spoken Layer
1: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.